Welcome to The Corporate Coven, a podcast that explores the intersection of mysticism and the modern workplace. On this show, we discuss how to bring your spiritual craft and practice into the workplace. We'll talk to people who have found ways to include ritual and spirituality into their everyday work and hear from experts on the topics of how to stay spiritually connected while managing the demands of the modern workplace. Our host, Jessica, is a certified career counselor, HR outlaw, and vocational astrologer. If you've ever wondered how to bring your spiritual practice into the workplace, this podcast is for you. Join us as we radically transform workplaces to be a little more magical. What's up, witches? Welcome back to another Corporate Coven podcast episode. I am continuing the series Zodiac Signs at Work, and today we're going to be talking about Pisces at work and in the workplace. Now, candidly, this has taken me a minute to record, and this is not the first time that I've recorded this episode. I found myself really struggling with Pisces, and Some of you may not be surprised by that. If you've been listening to my Corporate Coven staff meeting episodes, you already know my relationship with Neptune is not the strongest. And Neptune already kind of comes in and make things a little bit hard to grasp, a little bit hard to see around, to get your arms around. And it takes maybe a little bit more contemplation and the ability to intuit uh, this nature. And I don't have any Pisces placements in my chart. So I actually don't even think this is the hardest thing about my oldest child is she actually has quite prominent Pisces placements. And it's enough that I'm like, girl, I just don't get you. (laughs) I just don't really get you. And I find that I experience that with some of my heavily emphasized Piscean coworkers, not all of the time, but there sometimes is this element of like, wow, I see things in a totally different way. And so it's not as easy to be on the same page for me personally, but we'll talk a little bit later on in the episode, one of the strengths from the Clifton Strengths Finder and why that might be the case because it's nowhere near my top 10 strengths. But let's talk about Pisces as a zodiac sign. If you're new to these kinds of episodes, I would encourage you to go back. I have a ton of episodes out already talking about the different zodiac signs at work. And some of the way that I structure this is giving you a brief introduction to the zodiac sign. We're going to talk about the modality, the polarity, and the elemental makeup of the zodiac sign. We're going to talk about this, uh, planetary rulership concept with Pisces. We have two planetary rulers. And so we'll talk about the nuance that each of those brings. I'll share a little bit about ways to spot Piscean energy at work. This is not a way to put people into boxes. Just because someone is a Pisces sun does not mean that this is the strongest energy that they're going to be giving off. So instead, I want you to think archetypally and open up your mind to when do I notice Piscean energy at work? What does it look like and how can I honor it? But how can I also recognize some of the challenges that it might bring while interacting with or engaging with or trying to support Piscean energy in the workplace? I'll bring up a few celebrity chart examples and then finally, we'll talk about one of the 34 signature themes from the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment and which one I think is a very gorgeous correlation and example of Piscean energy in the balcony. In the balcony is a reference from the Gallup organization where a strength 
in the balcony is seen, it is elevated, it is celebrated and recognized as a strength. Whereas when it lives in the basement, it's perhaps the other face of the coin and feels like a weakness, feels like something that we get criticized for. And when it's underdeveloped, when it's raw, or you might call it naive or immature, uh, people don't really recognize this as a strength and instead recognize this as an area for development. So Pisces is mutable water. Pisces is shifting and it's fluid. And it's really more about the transition into or out of something. Think about Pisces as the consistent ebb and flow of the ocean, the consistency of the tides. And it's really the entirety of the ocean as opposed to an initiating body of water or a consistent river or fjord or something like that. This is the all-encompassing, ever-flowing ocean of Pisces. Pisces is represented by two fish and often depicted in them swimming like chasing each other, like constantly swimming in a circle. And so we get this concept of infinity or a continuous cycle, a never ending loop. What is the beginning and what is the end? Now, water is emotional, right? It's where things come into one. And if you consider that water follows air in the zodiac wheel, you know, Scorpio follows Libra, Pisces follows Aquarius. Cancer follows Gemini. So water will always follow air. And the air signs are about that communication aspect of connection with other people. It's the way that we share our ideas and connect to someone on an intellectual level. Water is the emotional bond and the ties that combine all of the different elements into one symbiotic relationship. It makes me think about how when the United States was originally founded, it has been referred to as a melting pot where everything gets thrown into one and then it becomes one thing as opposed to like a tossed salad where all of the different elements of the salad maintain their shape and their individuality when everything kind of goes into one it just becomes like chili you know what i mean and whether you agree or disagree that the united states is a true melting pot is besides the point the point is is that water is the solution that you bring in when you want everything to turn into one it's more of the the thing that which it makes something sticky. It makes it muddy. Um, you know, it turns everything into one instead of again, maintaining their hard borders or their individuality. Where do you begin and I end now? It's also a yin sign as a water sign. And so it is going to bring a natural introversion or introspection. It's about that settling energy, which is cool. And it's calm. Uh, it might not always feel that way. We know that just because something might look calm at the surface of the ocean, there's actually quite a bit going on beneath. And I love actually the representation of the ocean with Pisces because it's said that we know more about space and galaxies than we do about our oceans. And there's still a lot of our oceans which remain unexplored because we don't have the technology yet to go and explore that. We also have these great myths and legends and lore related to massive bodies of water 
and flooding. I'm thinking about the lost city of Atlantis. I'm thinking about uh, what's the name of the city where the Little Mermaid lives? Is that also Atlantis? You know, I'm thinking about mermaids. I'm thinking about the Kraken. I'm thinking about the Megalodon. I'm thinking about giant squids. I'm thinking about Noah's Ark and the Great Flood that supposedly, you know, wiped the face of the earth clean from all of the sinners and was able to start new with, you know, spiritual and holy people. We have all these these myths and this lore about um, you know, about the ocean. And I think even about uh, some of the legend or storytelling around Jesus Christ being able to walk on water and turn water into wine. And there's this, there's this very like already something spiritual related to water. I mean, and all of the elements have some, some like element of that, I guess I didn't want to use the word element again, you know, um, the, you know, building a house on rocks and foundations or, um, you know, Moses's burning bush. It's, it's not to say that water is the only spiritual element, but already we have these like massive legends and lores and these things which remain undiscovered. And, uh, you know, how could that possibly exist or how could that possibly happen? We recognize the inherent power of the ocean and the power and the strength of water. And I want that to be clear because I think sometimes there's this overgeneralization with Pisces, that they are soft, that they are, um, you know, overly emotional. There really is a strength that comes with Pisces. A lot of the Pisces that I know can put up with some of the most heinous shit in relationships. And it's not because they are soft. It's actually because they hold a really great strength and a capacity to withstand often to their detriment. So I want to be clear that this is water and this is yin and and this is shifting and movability, but that does not translate into weakness or being a pushover. All right. I want that to be very clear. Now let's talk about planetary rulership. Pisces has co-rulers. So the traditional ruler of Pisces is Jupiter. And when we think of Jupiter, we think about the gods and goddesses. We think about spirituality and we also think about myth, right? Myth and lore. The other ruler is Neptune. And this gives us more of that ethereal, dreamy, uh, boundaryless, hard to uh, conceive or hard to picture, hard to pin down, hard to describe it's something otherworldly. And so this combination, we think of Pisces and words are, I've used spiritual quite a bit, which actually, and this is one of the reasons why I struggled really hard to record this episode is that I've, I found that I had this rejection. I had this frustration of, uh, assuming spirituality with any of the zodiac archetypes it's the same with like you know people be like oh like you know the best leaders are going to be aries or capricorn or something like that i'm like that's diminishing the capacity for strong leadership in other people because they don't have the right zodiac sign and i felt similarly with spirituality of like i've i would highly identify as a spiritual person and i have zero pisces placements and so how dare you, <laughs> like, how dare you say that I can't be dreamy and creative and, and spiritual. And so I always like kind of have like a hard time with this correlation and with, with this, you know, 
key, even like the idea of like keywords for the planets is sometimes really difficult because it can create silos of understanding instead of opening up the nuance of interpretation and evolution of our understanding of these archetypal energies in our environment. And it's true that you see a lot of correlations with spirituality, especially with like cults and stuff like that around Neptunian, Piscean. And so I will use the word spiritual here as a key word. Just know that part of me is just like choking on the word as it's coming out of my mouth because I don't want anyone to be like, oh, I can't do spiritual work because I'm not Pisces or something. But Pisces is a bit more spiritual. It's dreamy. It's creative. Like I said, it's very big picture. Some would even suggest the correlation between Pisces and the INFJ personality preference that comes from the Myers-Briggs type indicator, which of course was bastardized work from Carl Jung's work with archetypes, which ultimately all was rooted in astrology and the 12 zodiac archetypes. This would make a lot of sense for me as someone who works pretty closely with the MBTI and is an astrologer. I is that preference for introversion, which is a gorgeous reflection of that yin energy, something which is naturally more introspective or inward facing when it comes to where you restore and get your energy from. The N in INFP being that intuition, feeling it in the body and trusting signs from the universe rather than instinctively looking for evidence. This is really common with, I think about like the way that some people read tarot. There's a way to read tarot, which is like, what's the big picture of the cards? What are the natural relationships between them? How does it feel like those intuitive readers versus individuals that will are you know really strong in numerology, which is more of like a sensing preference. I would say that also uh, the idea of like trusting signs from the universe is a big piece of this, like trusting that there are messages that come through. This is also where mediumship comes up, right? The F is that feeling preference when we're making decisions, that emotional realm. How does it feel for me to fire somebody? How does it feel for me to make this decision? What does it feel like in my body? And what messages does that give me? And then the perceiving preference, the INFP perceiving preference, which is just not having rigid structures or uh, clearly defined methodologies and practices. It's more about like that go with the flow. This feels like a good day to work for six hours. This feels like a good day to work for 20 minutes. Um, And just really being able to do that. I see the lot with Pisces in the sixth house actually is not thriving with really rigid routines and expectations of butt in chair at 8 a.m. until 5, but really having the freedom of, I feel like working right now and I don't feel like working right now. I feel like doing something else right now. And being able to flow in between what you're doing, this seamless relationship through the activities that you do every single day to maintain and sustain your health and well-being. So spotting Pisces at work is, you know, Let's, let's talk about vocation first. What are some vocational environments that individuals might find themselves in? So again, we think about working in spiritual modalities like Reiki, meditation, mediumship, grief support, end of life support, working with aging populations. Think of that infinity loop. Think about the idea that consciousness transcends And so there's this thing with Pisces working with 
like the the extremes in society uh you know the people who are on the way out of their life or work really really close to the veil if you will of when sentience or consciousness fades in and out this also comes in with like the use of medicine or drugs or like psychedelics Again, where your consciousness is shifting in and out of something. So you also see a lot of like drug rehabilitation or people who work in rehabilitation of some kind, uh, working with people who have been outed by society and like kind of live more on the fringes. We also like, again, think of creativity, but think of artistry on a really big scale or spanning over lengths of time. Again, referencing this infinity loop. So we see individuals that have their midheaven in Pisces, like Steven Spielberg, Arnold Schwarzenegger is one, Sandra Bullock and Lily Tomlin. These are multifaceted professionals who have in some capacity told bigger stories, who have had a lot of shift and flow in their careers and therefore like a lot of personal evolutions, but also can reflect that in society as well. Their careers can connect you to something bigger and greater, whether they are entirely new worlds or breaking the boundaries of what you thought was possible. I love Lily Tomlin in this because she was Miss Frizz in the magic school bus and would literally take you into new worlds, right? And Steven Spielberg did something very similarly. You see the bigger picture coming up again and the idea of holding a mirror to the mystery of life and to the possibilities beyond that. So when we think about spotting this at work, again, you're going to see individuals who are really good at thinking big picture. They're really good at um, stepping back and thinking like, well, what's the bigger story here? What's the overall message? What are we trying to convey? What connection are we aiming for? And so I love to think about film industry, actually. And and there's an entire creative team that works at my corporate company. And their responsibility is like the imagery. They get all of the photos and the pictures and the sound effects. And they use visual storytelling to communicate messages from these like what you could say like are stale corporate environments, but when you're trying to evoke emotion, then being able to, to have that broader perspective and use a lot of different mediums to engage all of the senses, both the intellectual and the emotional connection to something that's very Piscean. And they actually all look very Piscean. Um, they look like artists. They look different from almost everyone else in the company. If you're sitting in one of our cafeterias, you can immediately see who the creative people are at my company and who work in this creative marketing or creative messaging team. You can probably also spot them because their work environments are going to be immediately set up for connection. It's going to be very clear that you can go sit down next to them, that you could sit down and stay a while. There's someone that you could talk to and trust. They'll probably also have uh, messages around their workspace, things which are uplifting or inspiring or, um, you know, connect them to a theology or a belief system in some way, something that kind of gets them through the day when things are hard. Where you might also find Pisces are, you know, this is maybe more of like that shadow side, but these are people who miss deadlines. These are people who didn't read the entire email. They didn't see the fine print. 
um, you know, they, they might have missed something here and there because they were focusing like, like, for example, like, I, oh, I mean, I wonder if I could find this. I made a TikTok video about the polarization of these signs at the workplace. And I use the example of working in a call center. I worked in call centers for a really long time, both like working on the phones, but also hiring and training and then having like the seasonal layoffs of like the call center employees. And I was really, really close to call center environments for a few years in my early professional phase of life. And so this was a really easy thing for me to identify. You know, the inverse of Pisces is Virgo. And so actually, I would recommend going and listening to my Virgo at work episode to really understand the contrast between these two signs. So um, in this TikTok that I made, the Virgo at work was, you know, following a script verbatim, being very clear, being able to cite specific clauses in the contract and the fine print repeating back someone's name using the military alphabet. Is that B as in Bravo, F as in Foxtrot? Whereas Pisces was very much more driven by that like relationship and connection. It's not about sticking to the script. It's about really being present with the person that you're talking to and making sure that they feel that that care and that you know that attention of like I'm here with you right now and I feel what you're feeling. I understand what you're going through which is actually a really nice transition to talk about the signature theme that I felt was a great correlation and connection and expression of Piscean energy in the natal chart. And if you have a strong Piscean placement and you also have this strength in your top 10 or even your top five, that would not be surprising to me. So the signature theme from the Gallup Clifton Strengths Finder assessment is empathy. And we're all like, oh, right, right, right. And part of me was like, well, I'll pick positivity or I'll do like, I'll do something else. But as I was reading, and this is also why I've had to record this episode like a few different times because I kept second guessing it because I, I kept thinking like, well, is that obvious? Is that low hanging fruit? Does this make sense? Could I do something different? It was very Neptunian. I started recording this back in Pisces season. I'm airing this episode in Gemini season. That's how long it's been that it's taken me to just be like, I can do this. I can focus and I can get this episode out because it's very Neptunian to me. It's very like, well, it could be this and it's a little bit of that. And it really just kind of depends. And, and, and this is very much empathy as well as like being able to see things from someone else's perspective. And I think that empathy is, is also one of those adjectives or personality characteristics or strengths or descriptions where I think some people kind of, oh, do I want to say get it wrong? It's just not clear. Like I'm someone personally where someone will say like, oh, I'm an empath. And I think everyone has the capacity to hold empathy and to hold space for other people. Actually having that experience is what distinguishes a human being from being like a psychopath or a sociopath. Everyone, so not obviously not everyone, but like the majority of humans are empaths to some extent. And so saying, oh, I'm an empath. It's like, well, you and everybody else. But being able to say I have a strength in empathy is a lot different for me than saying I'm an empath. And this was within my preference. Not everyone's going to agree with this. And I want that to be okay. We don't always have to agree with each other, but but I found that this distinction in language is really critical 
because saying things like I'm an empath leads you into I'm highly sensitive. And again, that can be true. But remember what I said at the beginning of the episode that Pisces is the ocean. And there's actually a lot of resilience and strength in that. It's the ability to hold a lot and it has its entire own like ecosystems and, and, uh, you know, there's so much biodiversity and, and all these things that we don't know about the ocean. And there's, there's so much stuff in there all the time, right? Like all kinds of garbage, but also all kinds of life. And it's the ability to contain all of it. And that to me does not feel weak. That doesn't read to me the same as using the language of a, of a highly sensitive person and having that be an instant like interpretation of like, oh, that's someone with like really poor boundaries and they're going to be sensitive and they're going to cry all the time to everything that I say. And that's often a really poor, shallow interpretation of Pisces or one of those really, I want to say like lazy interpretations that gets turned into a meme and gets really popular because it's like fun to make fun of all the Zodiac signs. But I'm just not here for it. And I like, and I think this is why I eventually I rounded the corner again and came back to like, no, empathy is a strength of Pisces because it is a strength. Having empathy in like your top five or your top 10 is a lot different than saying I have the capacity to show empathy for other people. All of us naturally have that. That's why you can talk about the ranking order of your strengths, but you have all 34. You can talk about the most prominent placements that you have in Zodiac signs, but you have all of them in your chart. You can talk about your ruling planet, but all of the planets are in your chart. You are everything. You actually are Pisces. Like you are the ocean. You are everything. And it takes a lot of strength to do that. But some of us might have more experience or a little bit more strength. And that's where it comes more naturally to us. So I'm going to read something directly from the Gallup organization's website. And it says here, people exceptionally talented in the empathy theme can sense other people's feelings by imagining themselves and others' lives or situations. And I think this is important because this is not the same as sympathy. In fact, they write this out on the website. You do not necessarily agree with each person's perspective you do not necessarily feel pity for each person's predicament. This would be sympathy, not empathy. It's not about condoning people's actions, which is why, again, like Pisces, you can find this type of work in rehabilitation, working in uh, mental hospitals. Is that even like the right language? I'm like worried about that. Like, But working with populations who suffer from severe disorders, which isolates them. But you also think about like monasteries or, uh, you know, spiritual retreats and leaders. It's this ability to see things from other people's perspectives in a way that helps you facilitate healing or connection to a greater scale. And it actually makes me think about in Utah, there's billboards everywhere. Um, and one of the ones that I was saying is that, you know, the, the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. The opposite of addiction is connection. It's the ability to connect with somebody else. And I think about that with Pisces because, again, it's that water. It's that emotional tie that connects you to somebody else. And in Pisces, we see a lot of and we think a lot about dissociation. And that's some of that Neptunian energy as well. The dissociative qualities, the ghost-like energy the fun it is to be in different 
conscious states and how healing it can be, but also how addictive it can be and how harmful it can be when it's left unmanaged. But even the journey back into sobriety, even the journey out of addiction and being able to support people without being an enabler is really key here, right? I love what they wrote here. Intuitively, you are able to see the world through their eyes and share their perspective. And that's what real empathy is, is I, I see where you're coming from. I'm not saying that I agree with you, but I see where you're coming from. And because of that, I can now connect with you in a deeper way in I would say like a more important way, like Scorpio would be diagnostic, but Pisces is really sitting there with you, which is also why I think they do such a good job of working in professions with grief, like that grief counseling or that end of life care of really being able to honor and respect what they're going through without losing yourself too much in that. Some things that they also write is, You hear the unvoiced questions. You anticipate the need. You help people find the right phrases to express their feelings to themselves as well as to others. You help them give voice to their emotional life. And for all these reasons, other people are drawn to you. And so this is another reason why maybe I have a harder time with this episode is that I don't work in Piscean environments. These are not populations that I'm super familiar with. Even when I was doing like my DSM classes, these are the ones that I was always like, yeah, I'm not working with these populations. This isn't, I know that this isn't my strong point. I know that this isn't my strength. I know this isn't even like an area of interest. And so I don't find myself working with, you know, um, this, words are escaping me i don't find myself working with like you know people who are on like their deathbed i don't find myself working with people that are doing like psychedelics at work um i don't find myself working in environment like you know i've occasionally been at a company that have like prayer and meditation rooms and stuff like that but that's not like a huge piece of it that's not like the point of the work and so spotting it in the workplace i'm like man you really don't find it at the workplace It's not that they're not working. They definitely are. But you see them on set. You see them behind the camera. You see them on stage. You see them, you know, in someone's home. You see them in care facilities. Uh, You see them with other people. It's it's not the same as, oh, they're in the boardroom talking about this and that and the other. Like, that's not how Pisces works. That's not what Pisces looks like at work. I'm thinking of even like I have a coworker who is very strongly Pisces and it's really like uncommon for us to be like in the office with each other. It's more about like seeing you in the lunchroom or kind of like in passing and, and we're always talking about like work, but it's also like, what else is going on? What else are you moving through? And there really is a deeper connection than just like, we're just here to work. And that's such a strong indicator that you're working with a Pisces person um, is that you do know those deeper things and you know what type of music they love and you know how they recreate and you know a little bit about their belief system because it's just inherent to who they are. And it's not something that they can hide because it, it's a strong force in their life. So we got it out there. This really was a hard episode for me. Um, if you are a Pisces or if you have really strong Pisces placements, I would love to know how did this land? What did this, what did this feel like? And if you've taken the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment, 
do you have empathy as one of your top signature themes in the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment? Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Corporate Coven podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and gained valuable insights into the world of personal and professional alchemy. If you want to stay updated on the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and turn on notifications. I'd also love to connect with you on social media, and you can visit my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com to find other ways to connect and work with me. I'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future topics, so please let me know in the comments on this episode what you're interested in. Until next time, keep working your magic and casting spells of success in your career and life.